As a business owner of an aquaculture company, how can you take the first step to be profitable and sustainable at the same time? That's what we're going to be talking about in these episodes. Hello, and welcome to the Business of Aquaculture podcast. This is the podcast for the sustainable business movement in the aqua farming and ocean ranching industries. This podcast aims to amplify the voices of entrepreneurs addressing the United Nations Global Goals, aka Sustainable Development Goals, number 14, to conserve and sustainably use the oceans and the seas. Listen in to fellow business aquaculturists in their journey in this new model of food production of making their business sustainable and help the ocean's ecology while also making a profit all at the same time. Get inspired to learn how even small to medium businesses can make an impact to save the seas, leave a legacy, and have a better quality of life. One of our goals is you take away a nugget of wisdom that will help your business move from the industrial revolution to business 5.0. Our vision is that of collaboration in the aquaculture industry. I'm Lourdes Gant, your host. As an aquaculture business, how do you become innovative in the aquaculture industry so you can be eligible to investors' criteria? This episode is dedicated to answering that question. So listen in and I hope you enjoy this episode. If you listen to episode 12, we had Tony Chen, who I call now as the Nostradamus of the aquatech industry. I say that because their technology is forecasting diseases in animals, both in Norway and in the United States, and gained traction that is really what I call now modern magic. Welcome to episode 13, season two of the Business of Aquaculture. This episode, I'm delighted to interview Patrick Snettler. Welcome to the show, Patrick. Thank you so much for having me. He is passionate about seaweeds and kelp. So maybe you can be a better person to give me a background about your company. And of course, I know you're the co-founder of 12 Nights, which is about organic kelp snacks, and you are an ocean entrepreneur. Welcome to the show again, Patrick. Yeah, I'd be happy to share a little bit more about the longer backstory. I came from a background in large-scale commercial fishing and aquaculture um, more old school seafood. And in doing that, I saw all the bad things that are going on in the oceans. I worked on big you know, factory trawlers up in Alaska. I spent some time on shrimp farms in Indonesia. I uh, worked on a fish farm in Mexico. And you know, right now, the intersection between our food system and the ocean is characterized by things like overfishing, pollution, and coastline destruction. And I wanted to find a better way for the food system to intersect with the oceans. So while I was traveling around the the seafood space, I started to meet some people who were growing kelp on these sort of regenerative ocean farms. And I thought this idea that we can grow nutrient-dense food with zero inputs and have a net positive impact on the surrounding marine ecosystems was very compelling and should be a much bigger part of the food system. And I normally don't ask this because I can be charged of ageism, but it's so good to see young people get involved in this. So just so you know, I'm seeing a little bit of video of Patrick here, and I can see that he's one of those people who has gone really awake early in life and really young to embark on something that's regenerative. So thank you for doing what you're doing. So my first question is, what is your advice to small businesses wanting to embark on sustainable or green technology? I mean, I think it's probably entrepreneurial advice in in general, but 
thinking about your why and sort of solidifying that and even framing that on your desk to remind you of why you're doing what you're doing because the entrepreneurial journey will never be easy. And, you know, having that really strong why will help you fight through a lot of the the challenging times that you are inevitably going to see as an entrepreneur. I really like that. I'm a big proponent of just knowing someone's mission. And if everybody is listening to this podcast, probably everybody's aware of the United Nations Sustainable Development Goals. So if you guys wanted to know your purpose and big why, that's a big start. Give me a message because I had an app that's able to determine what is your big why from there. Mine is no poverty. And so would you want to share um, 12 Tides, your company's uh, why? Yeah. Our mission is to transform the food system into a force for good for the oceans. And we're using regeneratively farmed kelp as a way of doing that. That's sort of the first pillar of, of what we do. And then the second pillar is we are creating a community around ocean conservation and restoration. That was something that was close to me as I was growing up. My mom worked for the Nature Conservancy as I was growing up. And you know, we're trying to build a community that allows people to infuse this sense of sort of ocean positivity or ways to make a positive impact on the oceans in their everyday lives. And then the, the last thing that we do is we try to mitigate the plastic crisis in the oceans by spending a lot of time and effort on sustainable packaging. Wow. That's really very impressive. I really like when you were talking about these pillars, very, very categorized and very, very clear and specific on how you're doing that based on the species. In this matter, the kelp snacks, which is mm-hmm. your product. Was there a reason why you ended up choosing kelp? Yeah. So I, I met a number of farmers. You know, this is many years ago now, but kelp farming in the United States is still in its very early stages. And what I felt was needed was high value applications, end applications for this extremely healthy regeneratively grown crop that didn't exist today that could help the industry grow profitably and grow in a healthy and sustainable fashion. And obviously, you know, high premium organic food products like ours is a way of sort of creating those high value in markets. And so that is, that's why we started there. And it seems to be the darling of the industry now too. So right timing as well in terms of a business. How would you solve the bureaucracy challenge that regulates the industry so the business is not hampered by rulings, if there's any? I know also that there can be some that's really supported. Yeah, it's an interesting one. There's not a lot on the consumer and food side of our business, but on the kelp farming side of the business, it's pretty much state by state in the United States. And there are a few states that have started to become quite supportive of kelp farming and creating new leases or designated areas where kelp farming can be done. Alaska is is one of them. Maine would be the other one. Other states have not made quite as much progress in that. And, and, you know, hoping states like maybe California here can start to put some more regulatory structure in place for seaweed farming specifically and recognize some of the environmental benefits and economic benefits that it can have. I really like that. It seems to be the clamor for that structure, I think, because the industry is quite still on its infancy stage. Everything is 
I'm speaking for ourselves here in my experience based on everything was based on the fishing side of things and aquaculture has now just gaining traction, but the ruling needs to catch up at one point. And so my next question then is, what's one thing you think that will stay in the next decade? Well, if there's any parts of our business that move the slowest, I would say that it is the regulatory structure. <laughs> but maybe I'll flip the question on that. I think it's easier for me to think about the things that aren't going to be the same because those are the opportunities that we're sort of chasing. I think that regenerative food is sort of a foundational element or you know, leading attribute of the way our food system is going to look you know, 10 or 15 years from now. And there will be increasing everything from sort of scientific research, as well as products and brands and new crops that can support positive ecological impact on the planet, while also producing food for everybody that lives here. And we at 12 Ties want to be sort of a driving and leading force behind that regenerative food movement and the oceans. I really like that. I was going to ask you next, actually, what's the future trend that you are going to see? But you answer that with regenerative food a decade or 15 years from now. So tell us more about your company. This is your spotlight to do a shameless self-promotion. <laughs> yeah. So 12 Tides, we work with those farmers directly now that I'd mentioned before. We source organic and super high quality kelp from them, and we bake it into these tasty and ocean-friendly chips. And really our goal is to number one, support regenerative ocean farming and grow that as, as a part of the food system. And number two is build that community around ocean conservation and, and restoration. If I was to do a shameless plug, I, I would probably do it for our nonprofit partners instead of us. We work with a, an amazing group here in California called Sea Trees, and they do ocean restoration projects around the world. And we are supporting their projects to restore California's natural kelp right now. But I would definitely go check them out. Sea trees. It sounds great. It's the first time I heard that. It's so amazing. So thank you for being on the show, Patrick. My biggest takeaway from our conversation is when you were mentioning about the three pillars about your company. I really like that. When you mentioned about the first pillar about the kelp product itself, and then the second pillar on conservation and restoration. And finally, the third pillar, which is mitigating plastic crisis and a lot more about the regenerative ocean farming that you mentioned, how they can get in touch with you. I would say follow us on Instagram at 12 Tides and send us a DM. Sounds great. Thanks again, Patrick. To our subscribers, do leave a review of the podcast so we can get more people to be aware of the value our guests are providing in these conversations. If you're new to the podcast, I'd like to hear from you. Thanks, everyone. Thanks again, Patrick. Really appreciate your time today. Thank you for having me. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening, and I hope you are inspired from this episode. Do take a moment and share this with your friends and colleagues and rate and review the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. I'd love to know what your biggest takeaway from this conversation has been. What are you going to do differently? Please share your thoughts across social media and tag us. For links and show notes for this episode, visit our website www.sustainableaquaculture.ca slash podcast. Thank you again. I hope you will join me on the next episode and together we can help create a better business in aquaculture.